Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller. And my co-host, well, it's been a weird few weeks. And if Robert Browning knew the situation, he probably would have said, God is in his heaven, Luke is in his Canada, all is right with the world. My host, your friend of mine, Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? Thank you, Rich. It is lovely to be back home. It is lovely to... <laughs> Um, weirdly, you know, I, I kind of got into some strange feeling of um, contentment of being back in the UK, which is nice. Mm. But uh, I, I don't know. It's been it was a strange trip back, um, extended beyond how longer I wanted to be there. And really, in all this time, it's, it's really comforting to be back in uh, back home. So thank you. There's nothing quite like your own space, your own bed and your uh, your your fur baby. Yeah, I got to come back and cuddle with my little Leonard, which is fantastic. So, yeah, fantastic. And that's you, that's what you call your penis, right? Yes. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's, that's little Leonard. We, we call it we call it snuggle time. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, lovely stuff. Is that a record <laughs> for us getting into uh, crude masturbation jokes? Probably. Probably. Okay. Well, we're setting new records here we on different keep... gravy. Exactly. I mean, we keep setting the bar and then we have to keep raising it. And then lowering it at times as well? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, yeah, or maybe we're limboing. I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's uh, let's travail up and down that bar like it's a pole, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Let's. Rich and I are just exotic dancers dancing for money. But anyway, shall we... Uh... Mm. Is there a better segue to get into talking about the news this week? He's a dancer, dancer for money. Um, shall we uh, make make it clap with some news? Let's make it clap with some news. Breaking hoo-hoos. Uh, so, I mean, it's a fairly light... I think I was, I, I was maybe uh, overly... Uh, Overly optimistic that we this might be a busy week for Wednesday in in terms mm. of uh, sorting out a few things. Uh, but what we have had happen is uh, some of our loanees have returned, our young loanees. So we've seen uh, Alex Hunt put in an absolute star turn for the under-23s and uh, Ryan Galvin's back in the fold as well in that regard. And um, the positive, nice bit of news is so we, we've extended Alex Hunt's contract for for another season. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, great to see that to some degree we're giving him a bit longer. I don't know. It's it's weird. I mean, how old is that? It's a good question. Is it one There's that another... we should probably both know the answer to? Is <laughs> I it think one he's that, 20 wanna... or 21. Rich thinks he's 20 or 21. He's correct. He is 21. There you go. He was born May 29th, 2000, just to make us feel Ooh. incredibly old. That's insane. Yes. That's insane. Um, Second question, how old does Alex Hunt look? Um, usually about 12, 13, you know. He does look, he's a young-looking chap. Mm. I think the sportswear doesn't help the young footballers. Like, I, th- I, th- I, I believe I've seen enough of his presence, whether it's uh, direct creeping on, uh, that I've done myself or through tangential creeping through uh, somebody like Barry Bannon, sort of liking things that he's tweet- tweets and instas. But... If you're young looking anyway, and you're constantly in like a tracksuit top and tracky bottoms, it really does exacerbate that feeling of uh, being a being a very very small boy. Right, exactly. 
And he's still a small <laughs> boy, and he's still got small boy, small boy metabolism. <laughs> yes, so, yeah. you know, like, I mean, there's no, there's no kind of possibility of him really bulking up, is there? That's never really... I wouldn't have thought so. He'd look like when you see those, like, ripped children. You see, like, an eight-year-old just got a six-pack. You're talking about some kind of steroid of mice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some, some, uh, some Russian Olympian hopeful. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. To what end would him, would him getting, getting buff, uh, serve really? But, but yeah, I mean, he seems to have had quite a good. He's played a lot of football Mm -hmm. for Grimsby, and it's Mm -hmm. it's at the top end of the national league. So, Mm -hmm. um, you've got to feel that's been a good experience. I think they're sad to see him go, which speaks highly of him. He's got a few goals. He scored an absolute curler for the uh, for the under twenty threes this week. Very much like I've learned some things, boys. <laughs> Buckle in. <laughs> <laughs> I know goals now. Um... <laughs> when I said goals, kind of... I didn't mean the um, you know the the five aside plays. <laughs> no, 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 no. Some kind of Grimsby version of the Matrix. <laughs> So anyway, our favourite Grims, Grimsby, uh, Grimsby blue pillar, or is it a red pillar? I, I was going to say um, you could have uh, Morpheus with with them being the being uh, so 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 fish adjacent. Will you take the red snapper or the blue fin tuna? <laughs> blue fish fish mongius, maybe. Um. <laughs> Played by Lawrence Fishburne, obviously. Yes, of yeah. course. There you go. Of it's it all just, coming together. It's all coming together. It's that that shows that the Matrix is real. Because why would he be called Fish and come from Grimsby? Come on, another glitch in the Matrix. Everyone knows. Just Lawrence pay attention, people. You'll see them all the time. Mm. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, <laughs> by, by all accounts, seems to be headed towards a loan slightly higher up the football pyramid. Only very slightly higher. Only very slightly higher. Only maybe a few places. I'm not sure how Grimsby are doing. I know they were. Wouldn't they? They kind of like they're the top, and then they think they kind of flailed a bit. I of... think it's one of those divisions where nobody quite wants to be top of the division. It seems like several teams have a go and then fall back and ready themselves for another another surge. I think they're just on the outskirts of the playoff picture. That's my. That's my last uh, reckoning of it. So technically, he's going up. He's going up about nine places. (laughs) Yeah, because (laughs) he's headed to Oldham, who are rock bottom of the the football league. Having a real basement battle with Scunny to see who can be Mm. can be bottom of the football pyramid, football professional football pyramid. Mm. And do you think there's any strength to the rumor that part of the reason he's going to Oldham is that he gets used to having an owl on his badge? I, yeah, I think that's totally how it works here. <laughs> he's he's got the white from the Grimsby stripes, and now he's going to get the blue from Lodham. Yeah, exactly. There you, there go. you go. I, I think rumored to be the the coldest stadium in English football is that uh, is Oldham. It's a very very is windy... it the highest um, the highest altitude? It might be. It, it's a very windy spot. It is drafty AF as well. It is. Me and you have been there. It's drafty AF. I mean, it's drafty AF. It's a bone acre if you're there on the cold. <laughs> cold evening. Anyway, yeah, should that, should that happen? Best of luck to Alex Hunt if he carries yeah. on development. And I don't know. I it's um 
you know, there's this weird thing, I guess, of like, we never seem to tie youngsters down to particularly lengthy contracts. No. Unless they're Cameron Dawson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's not really that young anymore, isn't it? We've talked about Cameron Dawson. Um, yeah. But like, I, how much of this is like, I mean, maybe there's an upside and maybe he could develop into a first team Sheffield Wednesday football player. Um, who knows? I'm not going to completely write that off, but it does feel a bit like we're kicking the can down the road with the youngsters. It's a bit of that, isn't it? Yeah. There was rumoured to be a fair amount of interest in him. Mm. As I mean, I, I know we've been round we've we have been round that particular merry-go-round many mm. a time. What's that? Six months left on your contract. Uh, there's rumours of interest from Rangers and several Premier League teams. An unnamed Championship team is believed to have watched the last three matches. <laughs> just dust off the old the old story. The agents got like, should we update this at all? No, no, get it in there. He was being watched by a shadowy figure from some <laughs> nondescript chip side. <laughs> Someone confronted this character and said, who do you work for? And he said, you'll have heard of them. And he scuttled off. He surreptitiously tapped his nose and disappeared into the, into the shadowy distance. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Um, and, and also, maybe that's a segue. Another piece of news as well, which crops up in the local um, links with uh, young Bailey Delamitri. I said Delamitri because oh, yes. I, I had a Kadamatari Damase. Um, yes. Yeah. I can yeah. pronounce Kadamatari. Kadamatari. <laughs> I always thought it was Kadamatri, but Kadamatri. who knows? Mm, who knows? Anyway, that young gentleman is apparently on the uh, on the radar of some some Premier League clubs. Mm. Some that were named, which I've I've completely forgotten, but it doesn't really matter because you know it could well be true that he could well kind of uh, you know it it kind of made somebody did say on um, I think it was Alistair basically made the point of saying well, what's really the point of having a, having an academy really? But I I think we're kind of living with yeah. these the times and the way that the capitalism of football kind of marches on that who knows you know any Premier League club can just come and just just steal, yeah. steal a child from you. You know, basically, there's there's been a very kind of oddly paternal theme to things uh, thus far. It's like a reverse, <laughs> as we call it, Rich. We call it in the um, the football academy system. As I, as you know, you know, and I know, we call it reverse stalk. That's what we call it. <laughs> it, it yeah, I mean, obviously, the this is a. Uh, this is a rigged game that we are all playing. So I suppose there is a conversation to be had about whether it's worth having an academy. Because um, I, I was just thinking, like, what was the difference with Dawson? Presumably there was just some magic kind of like Venn diagram of just enough interest to make us fearful of losing him, but not enough actual interest to make him go somewhere else. <laughs> like he, Cameron Dawson fits perfectly in that... Like, if you've got some legitimate interest from elsewhere, they're going to be able to blow us out of the water. And mm. we don't seem that bothered. Yeah. But if there's just a little modicum of interest, but it doesn't amount to very much, then maybe we'll have a nibble and give you another year or two. <laughs> um, um, the final thing I want to I, kind of say, just a little bit while please, we're in... Yeah. You know, Rich and I were talking uh, prior to the show about like what news there is, and we talked about transfer linkings. We we never, I think we completely forgot. I think we missed in the timing of our show the transfer rumors was linking us with Mark Beavers. 
Yes. Which would be interesting. I I I I don't think I'd be having Mark Beavers back for half a season, maybe even longer. Who knows? He um he captained uh, Peter Brasida got promoted last season, didn't he? So mm. um presumably he's still of a pretty good standard. He's early thirties now, isn't he? Is he's he thirty two, I wanna say. Thirty two. Mm. Which for a centre back is not <laughs> not a death knell really. He probably has got a couple of years. Mm. He's never been quick. So presumably he probably would be able to keep playing to a decent standard for another year or two, I would think. Mm. Um, and then who else have we had recently linked as well, just to move on from that? I mean, was it Cameron Archer at Villa? Yeah, red, a red hot prospect. Mm. And you know what we like to do with those, Luke? Bring him in and have him do football for Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. We see a red hot prospect and think, we can cool those down. We can cool your jets, Sonny Jim. How about pissing away six months of your life on our bench, looking more <laughs> look on longingly as Saido Berahino gets started for the umpteenth time ahead of you. <laughs> this is what football is. <laughs> you better get to like it if you're going to do it for a job, you stupid, talented idiot. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's vaguely sort of described as a forward, isn't he? Or is he is he an out and out striker? Mm, I think from what we know, just a forward. I think is kind of given. Yeah, not sure. He did get a hat trick in the um, in the league cup against Barrow. Oh, okay. So there we go. And then in the third round of that cup, you know, scored uh, scored against Chelsea in a one all draw. That Chelsea oh, fair enough. penalties. So yeah, who knows? I don't know. Maybe maybe there could be something in that with you know with uh, the old links that Darren's got around that neck of the woods and yeah who knows um I finally I want to say so I mean a, a smattering of smattering of linkage it both in and out of you know Sheffield Wednesday Football Club yes um I I do want to add as well as I I I try and give some decent uh shrift to the local media uh yeah. for the work they do did you happen to see there was a couple of really bad art in the past week and a bit one from Dom House yeah. where he outlined uh, who could replace Theo Cabano and basically just mention some of the players we know at the club who are not particularly great on the wing. So yeah. that constitutes an article um, that, that, that uh, clodded up some pixels on the internet. That was such a terrible shit article. It really, really annoyed me. I thought it was going to be about people who we could what? potentially bring in. You know, yes. which I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I don't. I don't know. I, I think maybe if you give enough provision that like journalists could do such a thing to like to try yeah. and um, the other article, which I thought was absolutely silly, was Joe Cran doing an article about how much work he's put in to get nothing. Did you see that? No. Like he's he spends he's like I spend a lot of time like ringing around to see if there's any truth in any of these links. Oh, and I spend so much time because you know I don't publish anything if there's nothing in it. So this is this is the life of a journalist during the January transfer or the transfer. Week. Right. I don't want to tell you, mate. Like, I, I, this also, is, this is, you've got to be a bit as like Crimea River. This is fortunately your life, my friend. <laughs> this yeah. also, and this is also a bad article. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, do you know what life's like for every person that does a job? It's like <laughs> doing stuff, and then you do it, then it's done, and then Seems you like... start the day again, and you wake up. <laughs> <laughs> you know that thing you were doing yesterday and you didn't get it done yeah you, you've got to come back tomorrow and finish it up or at least progress it yeah. to the next day yeah yeah 
your crowns. Yeah, you like wake up, you do a, you do a thing that's mainly meaningless. You finish. <laughs> you shove some calories in your face. You go to bed. You wake up and do it again. New article by Joe Cram. Life is misery. <laughs> he seems like a decent enough guy, but I was a bit like, "Oh, yeah, sorry, mate. I just don't, right. don't give a. I really don't care. Really, really don't. Yeah, you know, sauce, mate. I, I just, uh, I'm just, I was trying to like imagine what uh, Dom Housen would say hand, on handing in his uh, his article that you hated so much. You know, like a click's a click, or um, <laughs> just crapped in my hands. Do you like it? Shall bring in some ad revenue. <laughs> Oh, should we really annoy them and make them do a answer the Google survey before they get to read it? <laughs> well, jokes on you. I skipped the survey. <laughs> then I read the whole article. Google survey. So. How many children are in your house? There's none. There's still none. Uh, do you know, honest, honestly, Google, I'll update you. It, if there's ever a child in my house, <laughs> I'll get in touch with you, Google, and let you know. Stop asking me. I'm bored of it. You must be bored. <laughs> Oh dear! Anyway, which, which right. one of these brands um, have you heard before? Um, <laughs> well, I've, I've, does it count if I've heard of them now? Because you've told me. Does that count? <laughs> Do you also get the ones where it's like, um, <laughs> of these? Did you recently Google? Um, like uh, Princess Garden, um, <laughs> Mystery, such and such, Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, and so it was like uh, probably the probably the Sheffield Wednesday Football Club one. I think this is this is not a difficult quiz for me, Google. <laughs> Um, should we? Uh, so, uh, well, I think should we talk about transfers after we've talked about the match? Because I felt one way coming into this week, and I feel a different, maybe feel slightly different <laughs> as of this weekend. Sure, you can do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like I've said everything. Like, uh... I suppose it's just do we? St- <sighs> we still probably do want a centre back or two, don't we? Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, we're, um, we're always going to have, I think it's the nature of us being a pretty inconsistent side that sometimes it's going to work without any of the options we want, right? Yeah. Hmm. It's just if, we, if we're if we in a position now where hopefully Hutch is back for a little while, <laughs> hopefully, you know, is it beyond hope to say, I think he'll be fit for a couple of months? Um, if we're in that position where we've got Hutch and Dunkley on top of uh, the two or three players that have been doing the job there, you know, Brennan's back, um, back in the fold. Palmer does a job everywhere. It's just I'm wonder, well wondering whether that necessity feels feels as pri- as as sort of primary as it was mm. if if we do get some of the some of the bodies back that we already have on on the. I think probably I would still like it, but it's just in an ideal world. Does that stop being the absolute priority? Let's uh, let's let's go through let's go through the game and we'll talk. Yes, we okay. Post match, okay. Fair enough. Um, well, yeah. So we we welcomed Plymouth. Mm. Um, in spite in spite of myself, was excited on the way to the match because it's been so blooming long since we've we've been to we've played a game at Hillsborough. Mm. Is it no? It may be November. It may be a full month and change since we were at Hillsborough. I think certainly since I was at Hillsborough. Um, I don't know whether there was a midweek game in there, but. Um, so yeah, hard to, despite the fact that I have been taught it's wrong to get excited about Sheffield Wednesday so many times before, I couldn't stop my little 
my little heart from soaring as we were as I wound my way across the Pennines. Um, but a bit of, I mean, obviously a bit a bit wary. Plymouth have absolutely done us over twice mm. this season. Um, I know it's a new there's a new manager in place there. They've not quite been the uh, the formidable force they were when we first went to their their ground. Um, but yeah, it's felt like a side that's probably got our number. So going into it, we we got we've got the same. So we basically got Farrell, we got uh, Palmer, Hutchinson, and Johnson as the back three again. Uh, Mendes Lang playing left wing back. Jack Hunt on the uh, right wing back. Luongo drops straight back in after his suspension and makes a midfield three with Bannon and Fizeo Dilibashiru. And then up top, the surprise of the, mm. the, the wild card uh, was Silla So uh, joining Gregory. Our own is always in study in Philadelphia, Charlie Kelly, Silla So. Silla So. Um, someone who we've, we've clamoured for some more game time for, uh, even out of of like surely he can't be any worse than what's been particularly I'm thinking Berahino but it's not just been Berahino that have been the uh, the culprits in those positions again it's it's the thing though of like why why now I just don't know it, it, we seem to have very strange well it's the thing with Corbino it's like when he played when on yeah. occasions he did play why have you decided that now he is an option you you come away from We'll we'll talk about the game, and it's it was a a joy of a game to watch. Mm. Um, it's the sort of thing as well, you know. For a neutral, I, I'd imagine it would be either a great game, but for a Wednesday fan, it was it was tremendous. Uh, so we will we'll get into that. Don't worry, because <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so, um, my sister Sue did sort of say, "I wonder how you're going to make this one sound negative," um, but <laughs> <laughs> but I do think naturally to an extent the two questions you kind of come away the burning questions you come away from today's game with are why has it taken until whatever the 15th or 16th of january Mm. for us to see silla sal played in a league game in a position where he's shone actually in in the johnson's paint trophy Mm -hmm. um and also why did we dally so much in terms of bringing in mendes lag because well, presumably we could have had a, a couple of months of him playing if we'd signed him sooner. I it's interesting with Mendes like so in my notes, you know, so I've put wow, sad plays, you know, Luke's line Luke loves lineups, a little first, <laughs> first paragraph of every other note I do, uh detailing every Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> game we cover on the podcast. Um starting ahead of Windass and Patterson. I mean Windass granted both you know, injury worries though. Injury worries. I, I, I've kind of missed it with Patterson. What happened? Oh, he went he, often in his last game. He did, yes. Sorry, he did he had go a off. clash on the sidelines with somebody and uh, went off after about 20 minutes. So Maybe maybe that's a, a bigger talking point, is that, um, you know, more went with Sal over, over his mate, Berahino. It, yeah, it's interesting. As you say, I mean, it just it beggars belief in a way, because what why is why now? There's mm. been so many times where we've been looking... <laughs> and in particular, the the role he played today. So what essentially how they those two worked as a pairing was Gregory pretty much held the centre ground and so worked the channels. Mm-hmm. And he did it in a fashion that it's sort of what we've been crying out for all season. And I don't think anybody else has done that job 
no. as effectively as so did it today. Completely. And it's so, so pardon the pun, mm. but it's very strange that it's taken till now to see that. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it meant we had that second ball, sorry, just mm. to kind of close that close that thought, because so often our passing around the back has failed because there's no out ball. Gregory's not big enough to be an out ball. But if you can just fling it down the channels and somebody is there and willing to chase lost causes and make them work down the channels, that is kind of a tactic as old as time. I mean, it's Paul Sturrock made a career out of it. You just you, you get pacey players who threaten in behind and you get the ball down the channels. Yeah. I mean, really, the only thing I really want to say, Rich, is there are winners and losers in life, right, Rich? You know, <laughs> Barry Hino is, you know, thanks to Barry Heening, some of Darren Moore's yogurts. And Darren getting pissed <laughs> off about that, you know, he's lost out. But we are we are truly the victors because we got to see yeah. we got to see a front pairing which um, I think like feels a little bit kind of uh, rudimentary in some ways. Like I mean, like ways, Gregory's yeah. not quite the he's he's not quite the uh, what hashless he's not quite the the big the big to the little man partnership. No, no. But still, they're kind of more. He's more of a target man, and, and so is more of the. The kind of live wire, pacey, pacey. Um, and, and we, I mean, pretty much from the get go, this was just this is just very good, solid stuff, right? Oh, totally, yeah, yeah. Like just uh, from the get go, we're right at it. We're we're going at them. We're you know we're again, as you said, you know we're attacking that space. We're playing the ball into those areas, and um, we're doing well with it and being having a bit of fortune, maybe perhaps on a few occasions, but. Uh, no, it's uh, we're going for it. We're not letting the work rate is there. But you know, I'm set. Uh, I'll be honest. One thing, just to kind of correct myself slightly, we're saying from the get go, but actually, the very first few moments looked very like when we played Plymouth previous, which we got we got sort of got into trouble passing around the back very very early doors, hmm. and then it's that's when we suddenly looked. We you know we kind of then went okay. We've got a second option here, and that is going long down down these channels, and that's what Plymouth didn't have an answer to. It it just felt like we'd kind of like we they'd come with their plan, and we'd gone, oh yeah, that plan, oh yeah, we know how to do that now. So, <laughs> and they didn't have their second option that that was effectively look it, it, the very, the very first, and I'm not talking very long, probably talking just a couple of minutes of the game, but I, it felt like that kind of pressure play that they had us under at their place the first time round. But we, we had an answer to it this time, which was great. We suddenly sort of worked the ball out wider and, and, uh, and longer. And, uh, and then things started to click for us and we started to provide our own threat. Um, so I don't know. It probably, it, it, there was there was just a flurry of chances this first half, uh, and several players having those chances. Mm. Do you, uh, I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> so I I sort of remember the incidents, but I don't necessarily sort of remember the exact order. Have you you've probably got a bit more form to to your notes. I do. Yeah. So I mean, that like, that's the thing. Because I mean, looking back, there's a lot of like incidents going for this in this game seventh minute that was a bit of good fortune and that was gregory who kind of knocked it onto sal and then he teed off yep. the hunt hunt was there on the angle and he really hit one that cracked into the side netting and i think yes. there was probably some portions yeah. of the ground that thought that one was in because it's yes. uh, 
you know, it, it's in that kind of weird nebulous corridor where, you know, a shot the side netting looks like it could have crept in through the side. It was a vicious strike, wasn't it? But yeah, unfortunately, just, just wide of the post. But using that width against them is just, that's what happened time and time again, wasn't it? We sort of seemed to sort of manage to suck them into it over committing in the middle and then had our options out wide. Uh, and often it was Hunt, actually. A very, very willing runner, particularly in that first half. Um, so I'm thinking of there was a Hunt had a couple of opportunities. That was the first of them. He had a yeah. header that he was very close to connecting with. Um, so yeah, um, I'm trying to, as I say, I'm trying to sort of piece together when things happened. So because mm. Delhi Bashiru had an effort, Bannon had a couple of really good efforts. Yeah. It was yeah. just, <laughs> it felt like we we're just just was so inventive going forward and had so much, so, you know, had too much for, for Plymouth, made them look very, very ordinary throughout the half. We had some really good moments, especially coming on that left as well. And, um, you know, mm. Mendes, Mendes Lang did very, very well today. He's uh, really, uh, really shoving, shoving my words back at me that like, you know, we're hoping we're waiting for him to kind of come good. And this was really the, uh, the game for him to make his. He, yeah, sorry, go on. No, just the, the game for him to make his entrance, I'll be honest. So, I mean, um, I, one thing I really have to say is, like, I'm really glad he's playing because he is giving us some very good option in the corners. I mean, it's, yeah. it seemed like we, we, you know, we could well have scored more goals today and it felt that if it if it hadn't panned out the way it had, like, especially yeah. looking at um, kind of jumping ahead to when it was 2-1, and mm. then it just felt like I, I really hope that we don't... But not I again know, in a situation where we're coming out of this saying that we really deserve to be the, the winners today and we should have got, you know, we should have got some, you know, we should have got all yeah. three points as opposed to one, which can genuinely happen. And um, we've seen it too often, haven't we? We uh, have. Uh, we've, we've been there. We've seen it too often. Uh, 14th minute, this is a good ball forward. Uh, so showed some quick feet and pace. Plymouth then cleared behind in a panic and then. Mendes Lang does a really deep corner, great cross. That kind of didn't really come to anything. Yeah. 17th minute again, he's in the action. And there's actually a bit of a kind of foreshadowing to, you know, how he scores later. And that's, you know, mm. he does that thing where he's on the left, he's running with it. The um, he's doing, he's coming forward. And most of the time, probably four out of five times, the Plymouth defenders really don't have an answer to what he's, no. what he's doing when he's running at them. And he kind of put it on and did his great kind of curling cross, curling efforts um, that was powered away by the Plymouth keeper, yeah. you know, that seemed to be something that is something he's very comfortable doing. It's very there, very much in his locker. Um, the Wednesday media, um, the Wednesday Twitter accounts did make a point of looking at him doing the warm-up and him rifling one into uh, the top right corner. So that seems, <laughs> right. to be, seems to be how he can finish. And then obviously that's probably, we can put a pin in that and come back to that later. But yes, yeah, yes, he, was, yes. he was looking great today. It was parried away, so come together on the 17th minute. We were really looking dangerous. And on the 18th minute, there was Gregory having a header, which... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe he could have done a little bit better with Rich. What do you think? Uh, maybe. I mean, it was a lovely... That was the... That was uh, Palmer on the overlap played the cross in, didn't he? And it mm. was um, it was a real beautiful cross, just up. So nice. And uh, I don't... Yeah, it's just, because I think Gregory probably by the time he gets there, he's like right at the far post, if not beyond the far post. So he's kind of got to get it back across goal. I think he did what you're supposed to do. I think he got it back and he, he sort of used the pace of the ball 
so he put it back where it came from and he and he headed it down which is all the things you're kind of you're supposed to do but the, the keeper was just equal to the, to the keeper kind of it's weird to say this having when you see the final score but the, the keeper certainly bef- in the first half made some tremendous saves that i mean that one from mendes lang was a very was a very good save um whether it was poor striking or good goalkeeping who knows but he was there to make that save from gregory in the position we've seen wednesday keepers so often do that useless like froggy star jump <laughs> as the ball bounces past them into the goal yeah exactly yeah um but i mean that was all kind of the build-up and then we got the first goal which was was finally scoring against Plymouth. It's only taken as probably minus <laughs> minus stoppage time, and to not be too anal with it, Rich. Um, Two hundred and eighty nine <laughs> minutes of proper just actual football. Just... <laughs> if we're including stoppage time, we're probably looking well over three hundred minutes. So really, basically, yeah. about five hours of playing since Plymouth. We finally <laughs> done it. We finally against mm. the Um <laughs> I kind of like blanked against how this kind of ran out. I mean, the cross kind of came in. And it seemed a bit of ping ball, uh, ping ball, pinball, pinball, pinball. <laughs> oh, there's going to be some editing. This is my favourite song. Rich. Keep singing it. Love it. Pinball, pinball. And um, um, yeah, so struck one in and uh, pinged in off the goal. I think it was, wasn't it? It was a, so I think it was a Bannon corner that kind of came straight back out. I think it might have been a fairly poor Bannon corner, to be honest. Mm. Um, but Mendes Lang was out with him on the flank. And sort of fed a, a pass cross in uh, low. I think they were all set up for the high ball to come in again. And I, I think it threw them that we we had this sort of pass fed in at, at foot level. And so was the first one to get there and, and turn it home. Well, good finish. I mean, it, that's the other thing. Um, is some people go at hiding. I mean, when you look at the goals that so has scored for us, he doesn't, he backs himself, you know? Some people form affects what they do and what they take on. Mm. I get the feeling that Silaso kind of wakes up and pats himself on the back every day. Like, I think he's he seems to be pretty resilient as a character because um, some of the things he's taken on and the chances he's scored for us in, in I know it's albeit a, a lower level of competition, mm. um, but it, it sort of shows you that he... He's a guy that's going to back himself. He's he's not going to go hiding. He's not going to shy away from a chance and uh, putting himself in the right position to to make things happen. And uh, in this case, finally, as you say, breaking that deadlock, finally um, getting us off the mark against the Pilgrims. And and in a game, this was Wednesday scoring. We needed to score. We were on top. We were running the show. We've seen so many games this season, but through the years at Wednesday where that trends like you have 20 minutes of good football, you don't get that goal and then you sort of slide back and then by half time you come in and it's nil-nil or one-nil to the opposition and you kind of go, oh, the first 20 minutes were good though, weren't they? And it's like, yeah, well, what does it count for? <laughs> if you don't get the ball in the back of the net, it doesn't count for much, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, thankfully we did it. And so, so we won and that did it. Um so yeah, like I say, I did, there was this. There was almost. It seemed like almost everybody had a chance. So Gregory had that header. Um, well, so was later, Shears, um, the next thing I'd probably come on to, which was the twenty fourth minute. Gregory had another, another like kind of little chance, which uh, was kind of 
maybe him being put oh. in a difficult situation, but that was Luongo surging forward. And yes. he, he just, uh, I mean, we all know, and we will say very much on this podcast, how big fans we are of Massimo Luongo, when yeah. he's fit, when he's firing, when he's playing for Sheffield Wednesday. And really just a huge difference maker. And he played oh, yeah. over like a lovely short diagonal over to Gregory. Yes. Gregory did very yeah. well to control it. I felt the first chance he kind of, he tried to take a bite. It was a bit of a scuff. Then it came back yeah. out, and I, I, I like his thinking. I like how reactive he tries to react to yeah. that moment to try something very close and very short at the near post. Yeah, and it pings off. Unfortunately, the post. And, it was unfortunate, wasn't it? That was great. It was a great idea. Mm, and then darts out of play for a throw and get it back. Thirty-first minute again. More great vision from Luongo, and he's almost bringing in some of the stuff that we'd kind of expect from Barry Bannon. Mm. So he oh, he's a, got some passing in his locker. He really does, yeah. And he kind <laughs> of uh, threaded one through for Bannon. Oh, I'd love that. If they, if that had been a goal, that would have been my favourite. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm trampling over it because I just loved the moment so much. But I'll please let you. Do. Sorry, no, please do, Rich. Please trample. <laughs> no, but he. I mean, he spots back. Bannon makes this run. Nobody in the Plymouth defence reacts for for a while, and then suddenly the left back sort of, or the right back, the twigs that actually maybe somebody should maybe somebody should do something defensively. <laughs> but Luongo picks him out with this pass. Touch from Bannon was gorgeous. His first touch, but unfortunately, he laid himself up on his right foot, and uh, I mean. He kind of squared it out of play, didn't really? <laughs> What's the opposite of, of, yeah, this was not making a sound out of sounds. It was like, <laughs> I don't know, fighting in a silk purse and giving it to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Had this gorgeous gift presented to him in that ball. And then he probably, I don't know, it's just his composure is just not there in these moments. He's so composed under desperate situations at the back so often you know when he like spins and comes away with the ball and there's three or four men around it that whatever mentality he's in through those moments of possession more often than not it does just completely disappears when it's a goalkeeper um well we've talked about him you know we've talked about a goal attacking Barry Bannon as a child and scarring him for life it's um it was never was it more present than today. Edge chances, and that would have been it. Would have been one of the goals of the season because the pass is fantastic. The ever um, touch was wonderful, but the finish was utter utter dross. Unfortunately, <laughs> not befitting all that went before it. Um, but it started to take on the feeling. So just in terms of the, high, highlighting sort of things that were working well in those moments, you mentioned that left side. I thought that whole of the left side just will, it just seemed to be so in tune and dangerous. And it just felt at any moment, something could just break out of there. And it was, it was all three of those players. Like Johnson was a big part of that. Mm. I think Johnson being a threat meant that the left wing back couldn't, fully pay attention to Mendes Lang, which meant that Mendes Lang more often than not get, got to run at the right-sided centre-back and he was just not comfortable with the pace that he was carrying the ball with. Um, but so was a part of that as well. He was mixed in and, and ke- keeping things running and offering an option that meant he could cut, that Mendes Lang could cut inside. I, honestly, I think that right-sided centre-back will be <laughs> tossing and turning 
and then there's anger. Uh, you know, he'll wake up in the middle of the night doing that, you know. <laughs> he will have nightmares about the, 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 the torrid, torrid time he was given by our left wing back today. But a big part of that was managed to the way that we Johnson exposed or Palmer exposed by a team, we actually managed to ice and expose, a, I guess, a chink in their armour. Um, but it did feel like things were sort of fizzling, sort of doing that half-time fizzle out to a half-time thing that happens in matches. Mm. Uh, um, I was another. When was I'm sorry, just apologize. It was we set up a great opportunity for Delhi Bashiru as well. I think that was so that played it to him as well. But that he just absolutely leant back and skied it. But I can't remember whether that came before or after the second goal. I do remember that. That's something I kind of missed from my notes. But yeah, I remembered when he um, he funded that one over, and I remember just shouting at the TV because I was just so. <laughs> So disappointed with that finish. I know. But anyway. He had a good game, though. Delhi Bashiru also. He I mean, did. Every, today's the sort of game where everybody kind of mucked in and did played a part, but um, he, he was he was shining when he got his moments. <clears throat> so do you want to take us through the goal? Are we at the goal? The second I goal? think we're almost there, yeah. I would say let's go ahead with that. The 40th minute, again, it's Massimo Luongo just cutting through Plymouth. And he did a yeah. wonderful kind of lofted through ball, freeing up Mendes Lang. He was in acres of space. He dances forward, cuts inside, and then does basically what he tried to do before. This time he connects with it even sweeter, has a space, finishes 2-0. If, if you've not seen the goal and you're trying to picture it, um, it's what Harris tried to do 20 times a game, every game, <laughs> for two seasons. But he did it properly. <laughs> so you're saying that Mendes Lang perfected the Harris? I'm saying he did, yeah. <laughs> we all know famously that Fosbury, the inventor of the Fosbury flop, would run, constantly run straight into the pole. But then his mate came came after him and, and actually managed to turn it into a workable eye jump. And uh, in the same way, Harris, as the inventor, was doomed to fail. But those mm. who came after were able to benefit from his work. Oh, what a goal! And um, there's again, there's the the the, the ball is beautiful. It's a, mm-hmm. it's um, it's well thought out. It's it shows this threat that we constantly had down those flanks. We constantly had that threat, uh, and we had it down both sides because Hunt was just as kind of active. He he's not as dangerous as Mendes Lang. He's probably not as quick or as strong, um, but he has other things to his game, uh, as we will get to in the second half. Um, but I also loved the fact that So and him clearly, like, Mendes Lang yelled to say, kind of to So, you're offside, I need to go get this. Like, there's clearly <laughs> was a conversation happened. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't say it as nicely as that. Um, but he, but So went with him as well. Like, the fact So is battering into the middle means that they can't just go and clear out Mendes Lang. Yeah. It means you've got this one man who's running as fast as he can backwards, <laughs> desperately mm. trying to, to 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 cover off Mendes Lang, whilst the other people are, def- are, are are marking our other runners. But yeah, when it comes down to it, this is just it's raw power cutting inside, and it's a fantastic curling finish. Great stuff. Today, Mendes Lang looked a long way from a League One player. Oh, totally. I hope. I hope this is the beginning of something rather special because if we're talking about players who have kind of sullied their name and maybe 
kind of last chance saloon sort of position. This is what you're supposed to do when you're in those stakes, this sort of performance. Um, and he's in that sort of, you know, he's in that sort of place, this career. There's no, there's no sort of ambiguity or beating around the bush on that. He's playing like the, like a man who wants to make this, make a, you know, keep his career going and, and is willing to kind of pull out all the stops. And, and that, yeah, it was great to see. He, he was, he just, he was unplayable this first half. He did, he had bags of energy. He's so strong. He's weird. He's so big. I know. <laughs> I don't know. He's so he's such a bizarre shape for a quick player. He's almost he really gangly. Is. Yeah, but it's it's kind of like a compact gangliness. Compact gangliness, but also like broad as well. He's massive. Mm. He's got he's got such broad shoulders, a big chest, big barrel chest. He's um he's he's sort of fascinating as a physiological figure. Very much so. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but once he's go gets going, he takes some stopping. Mm. Um, and we've seen some end product, thankfully. This is, I think, the the argument would be he's shown some promise in those areas previously in the Wednesday shirt, and we've not really seen the end product. But the passes, the passes were good, the crossing was good, and the shooting was good today. Mm. Um, and that that makes quite a formidable, yeah, formidable package. Um, I think to sum off the uh, to to really cap off the end of the first half, I really want to talk about that final Bannon chance. So Bannon just completely taking the piss. You know, Wednesday having <laughs> some real champagne football. We're just stroking it around. Bannon basically sells one of their players for a hot dog defensively in a very <laughs> defensive situation. Such is the composure and the confidence, the swagger that we're just just uh, just swinging our chaps about with. And <laughs> so he does that. He sparks a counterattack. And then essentially he is running the length of the pitch for us yeah. to cycle it up round the right. I think it was Hunt who got the cross in. Is that correct? Yeah. Hunt did a really good so. cross. And, you know, Bannon has met that. He's a bit of a tame header. But I must yeah. say, what a what a chance. Just <laughs> every bit of the build-up of that is scintillant. Just what a beautiful way to end off the first half. It was, it was great. You're just begging him to kind of like, take that little step back and just lace it really because it was it's that sort of trajectory on the cross wasn't it where it was kind of coming down which is why it's the cross is sort of looped into him which Mm. is why he can't get much power on his header but it also would have set it up that probably could have like leant back and just volleyed it as well it's that sort of that's how the ball was arcing towards him ah gorgeous moment i also i should just share (laughs) defensively (laughs) deal with but another just a little highlight i can't remember where it fell in the timeline of things but it's just worth mentioning in terms of uh i think he might come into some for some criticism second half uh but the the moment where sam hutchinson had to come and bail out johnson in the left fullback position Mm. um and ended up sort of the line in a way that you're like oh don't go and injure yourself don't be stupid (laughs) But he's like battering up the line. The, the 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 play sort of fell apart, and then by the time Plymouth got the ball back and played the ball forward, Sam Hutchinson had gone from being, I guess, three quarters of the way up the pitch on the left flank to right back in the middle of the defence and heading to the clearance, which is just um, it was just that was fantastic, and I think got a kind of round of applause and a round of oh Sammy Sammy, um, and it was it was well served, uh, just a very fun sort of all action moment from uh, from our, our aging centre back. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it's easily been four or five. That's mm. often when people say that there's some exaggeration, but this was this was some some poor finishing and and some good goalkeeping away from that that scoreline absolutely being the case. Um, <laughs> Plymouth were lucky that it was only two 0 I would I would say, and nothing from Plymouth. I mean, literally nothing. I don't think they had the ball in our half. I don't think they had a set piece. No, well, they they had no goal attempts whatsoever. And we had five yeah. goal attempts, five of which were on goal, and they had zero and zero. You know, we had the yeah. bulk, we had the bulk of the possession, about fifty-five to forty-five percent. They were they were missing um, Hardy, weren't they? Who's been a real thorn in our side. Well, they're also missing, I don't know what's happened. We there. knew that they were missing um, camera, camera, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at the African Cup of Nations. I'd forgotten about that. He's such a good player. Um, yeah, they they they, they looked. <laughs> yeah, it's in. I mean, well, we'll get to the second half. The second half was is interesting because it's there's a bit more light and shade, isn't there? Um, but certainly that first half, completely pedestrian, is what Plymouth looked like. They just had nothing for us. Um, they looked low on confidence. They sort of passed it around the back, but quite often got caught in possession by passing it around the back. The two front men barely had any touches of the ball at all they really couldn't get through the through the lines it was it was it, it wasn't necessarily a defense a defensive thing from when it was just like we had when we had so much possession and we were looking dangerous in possession so um yeah it was a, a an all-out great great performance that that first half the second half kicks off mm-hmm. uh plymouth came out very early for that second half they were. And, they were hanging, uh, milling around for quite a while, weren't they? Did they? they didn't they make were, any. They, they didn't make any substitutions, did they? No, they didn't. No, no. Um, I don't know whether it was one of the man. You know, one of those managerial uh, talks. It was like, just get out of here. I don't even want to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> a John Sitton special. But um, yeah, they were out early, and Wednesday came out so late that they missed the start of the second half and didn't <laughs> you think they were spiritually with me rich when i went to take a dump just as a second <laughs> half so i actually missed i i missed the goal i missed the um the goal <laughs> it was a real i mean yeah it was um if they were spiritually in the toilet with you then that that would explain some things because we really <laughs> yeah, we really didn't come out G'd up uh, and, mm-hmm. and clued in for that second half. Um, I mean, it, I it felt like almost immediately. I don't know if this is that's r- real or not. Like looking back, I mean, when 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 did they score? What what's the what was the minute? It was the forty six minute, but essentially they kind okay. of came from the off. Um, you know, they teed some passes around. They showed it forward. We fouled one of their players. You know, just outside the box. You know, on the left, on the angle, up steps uh, Randall and curled it very neatly into the corner. I mean, I oh, I went... it was a gorgeous, gorgeous finish. It's got to be said. Hmm. I went back and watched that one at the end of the game. I was a bit frustrated. I didn't get any, didn't get any highlight package at the end of the game. Rich, it just went oh. to the went to an iFollow blanks blank, sp- oh, blank screen shame, after some you adverts. Wanna... Yeah. You want to drink it in a bit, don't you? You do, completely. And if you're a real sick freak like me, you want to drink it in whether you've won or lost. I want to I want to see it back, play it back and lick my wounds when it's been a bad one. And I want to play it back and drink it all in when it's been a goodie. Mm. 
<laughs> we were so we have taken to sort of perching ourselves in the uh in one of the corners of the cop a bit like sort of phantom of the opera sort of skulking <laughs> around in in the background of the of things um and uh you mean statler of the opera <laughs> statler of the opera <laughs> inside our minds um we uh so we had a beautiful, we had a sort of perfect view <laughs> where it just looked like, how could he not score? Like that that we could see the goal, not very much of a wall, and it just looked huge where the area he had to hit. We had a left footer on one side, a right footer on the other, so it could have gone either way in terms of which way the curl was going to go. And um, it was pretty postage stampy wasn't it it was it was a uh, it, it was right in at the post I don't know if it was all the way up at the top of the goal but it was it was a very very fine curled round the wall finish into mm-hmm. the uh the mm-hmm. near post uh and giving Bailey Peacock Farrell no chance really I don't know whether he got his wall wrong there's always questions when a free kick happens but I think there's also an an element of I think most goalkeepers are kind of giving you it. If you absolutely nail it, you're going to get away with that, but I'll have everything else. And uh, and unfortunately, in this case, he absolutely <laughs> nailed it. It was a very, very fine finish. And we just hadn't really got going. I mean, it barely kicked off. And now we're uh, that 2-0 lead, that nightmare 2-0 lead that Chris Turner used to talk about is, uh, is playing on our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> we we sort of we just sort of got ourselves together after a little bit of we were a bit shook up but we we quite quickly kind of gathered our thoughts and confidences we 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 didn't look like we were rocking and reeling really um the fact Plymouth had barely had a touch in our half before didn't really change massively after their goal um which was good um and ba- we had a, our own sort of free kick that Bannon hit didn't we but I think he crossed it instead of having a having a shot. We had a similar kind of distanced free kick where I was wondering if Mendes Lang had a had a really long jaunty um, Roberto Carlos esque <laughs> free kick in him from from distance, but uh, it was it was a it was a Bannon cross instead. Um, so I thought it was like interesting because I mean it's, it's hard for us to kind of keep that kind of pace going. You know, yeah. we looked a little bit quiet and a little bit subdued. But, I mean, I thought we still looked decent yeah. in the process. I mean, I think in s- some games, we'd still kind of enjoy this passage of play. You know, we'd yeah. still enjoy some of what was, what we've been given if it was in a different game. You know, maybe it's a little bit after the show. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't what it was, what we, we'd had in the first half, was it? That's the no, thing. It was, no. it was a way off where we'd been, but it was mm. still probably, yeah, probably still fairly good football by and large. And I think it was probably like, seems to be in terms of my notes, and I think it was probably about 10 minutes, you know, the beginning of the the birth of the second half, that there wasn't yeah. a great deal there. I remember a very harsh yellow on Luongo. Very, very harsh. Which, interestingly enough, I mean, we were playing so well and there wasn't anything really contentious and the referee was kind of playing along with that pretty well. But um, there was a spate of a couple of really bad decisions. There, there was. I also actually, to, to, to pull him up on a bad decision, um, in the first half, there was one where Mendes Lang, uh, he got a bit lucky, kind of knocked the ball. He sort of ran into his man, but he, the ball went through him and he got round the other side. And the Plymouth player 
just grabbed him with both arms and ha- tried to haul him back as as hard as he could. Like it was, it wasn't a rugby tackle because Mendes Lang was too big and strong to be tackled. It was like a rugby tackle on prime Jonah Lumu. Mm. And um, R.I.P. Um, and the ref didn't go back and book him. And I just thought that you couldn't have got a clearer. It was just, it could not have been a, a, clearer, a, a clearer yellow card. It was so cynical. Just the fact that it didn't work shouldn't stop it. <laughs> that shouldn't stop it being a yellow. And he made a big point of going and talking to him, which I'd love to know what they say. Mm. Just you please don't, please don't grab him around the waist with both <laughs> arms, okay? Please don't do that again. <laughs> but yeah, that that yellow on Luongo was harsh. Luongo, one of very few mistakes from Luongo. He kind of misread the play, and in order to make up for it, put in a put in a pretty lunging tackle. Uh, but it wasn't dangerous, and it wasn't it wasn't a bad tackle at all. It was just mm. probably a little bit a little bit overzealous. Um, and for the first incident of any sort like that. It was pretty harsh to give him a yellow card straight off. Mm. So that's that's one of two pretty bad decisions in my notes that I want to kind of give. And these bad decisions are kind of like the really bad stale bread in between (laughs) two half decent chances on this sandwich. So it's not Mm. like a bit. It's not a big Scooby Doo sandwich, but it's uh, (laughs) it's packed with a couple of uh, meaty meaty ingredients fillings in the middle of these. Fifty six minute. Gregory won a corner which um, he had it, that was the one, he kind of won it out on the left and he was kind of bringing oh, yeah. it in. And, you know, obviously with the pace of Gregory, it's not going to particularly go fantastically, <laughs> let's be brutally honest. Um, yeah. We got a corner from that. Mendes Lang swung another one brilliantly over. No one yeah. was there. Um, another occasion where, you know, one of his great corners, not looking like the score from, but then maybe that, that was wall- the one where if... Uh... If if Hutch had an Elvis quiff, it would have been a goal. It was he was so close to just yes, it, it was sort of whizzed yeah. past his forehead. Straight after that, Luongo cut inside. He unleashed a great shot. Now I can't remember mm. from. I want to ask you from your recollection: was that stopped by the keeper, or was it stopped by one of her defenders? The defender, yeah, it was a good block from a defender. I think that defender on the left-hand side did some really good kind of body-on-the-line type defending at times. Because mm. to be um, that Delhi Bashiru chance, he slid across. So I think the part of the reason Delhi Bashiru skied it is he knew he couldn't play it along the floor. Mm. Um, uh, so he was, yeah, he was putting himself out there. Did you find it? So, uh, so I'm intrigued to what the second bad decision is. <laughs> we should finish off the sandwich. We should put the... Uh, no, that's the, the, that's the two one. ingredients. Um, we're coming <laughs> to the... Uh, really the foul, rotten, moldy, <laughs> bum piece of the bread. The bum end of the bread. I'm not quite so sure. The, <laughs> the all crust. We call that an outsider in our, in our house. <laughs> that's very... It's, it's very, my favourite. very liter- literally of you, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Like we're, a, we're famously very literary in the Miller household. Bit like an Albert Camus book, isn't it? Hmm. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> you have something else to ask me, Rich. What are you going to ask me? Well, no. Well, uh, so, what, did you did you pick up on and similarly find it bizarre that at two one down, Plymouth seemed to start doing time wasting? I didn't notice that at all. I'll be honest. That's quite funny. Well, there was a long, long injury break for number four, Horton. Right. He was down for a long, long time. And he did one of those 
you know, he, he was close to the 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 byline. He should have gone off behind the goal, but he made a point of walking to the far the near side with the physios. And on that walk, he sort of you know when they're kind of like hobbling arm in arm with the physio, and then they they need to bend down because it's really quite quite painful at that point. Mm. He did he did two elongated stops on his his sort of long walk back to the sideline. Mm. Um, the keeper was time-wasting, was taking time, and they did. Uh, they, they got told off by the referee for time-wasting on a throw-in. All of this whilst losing the game. Mm. And I don't know whether there was, they were so kind of high on their own hubris that they just thought, well, we'll go and grab a goal and then it'll be good for us when we've with time wasted because so, we're, we, <laughs> we're going to grab a goal at the end. I don't know whether it was that. Or whether they just kind of lost their minds and just were just so <laughs> intent on <laughs> being sort of scrubbers at, at, at Hillsborough that they uh, that they just couldn't not do it even when it was a, against their own interest. Very weird. Mm, very strange. Anyway, anyway, sixtieth so minute, Palmer was unleashed. You know, overlapping, mm. getting down the rights, brings it in. I don't think it was a foul. It was probably more of a fall over from Palmer. Yeah, we kind of lost control. Plymouth played the ball back to the keeper, and the keeper picks it up. That was a back pass. It was a back pass. He did have a real flurry because there was the other. I don't know which side of that incident it happened, but there was also the the moment where Jack Hunt sort of bravely dived in to head a ball and got a boot in the face. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, and he play. He waved play on. Play on, and it's yeah. sort of like. Don't we have this thing with head injury? I know it, mm. it was in our interest to play on because um, it was our attack. But it, it, one, it meant that it, <laughs> he stopped the game anyway. But he did it when Plymouth had possession, so it meant they got to do the kickoff, the the the, the drop ball. But it's also like, um, it, you know. <laughs> Isn't there supposed to be this thing with head injuries? And like that was clear as day. Everybody in the ground saw a player duck his head down and another player kick him in the face. So <laughs> I don't think it was high boot. I'm not saying it was a foul, but I thought we were supposed to have all these special rules around head injuries where you really needed to look at people as quickly as possible. It's not mm. a play on incident. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Even when they're good, League One refs are bad. <laughs> Even the very best of them is toilet. Uh, <laughs> um, I've sort of I've forgotten how the third goal came about. Now, Luke, I mean, we're drowning in goals. Drowning in goals. Let me just kind of rifle through. I'll rattle through chronologically some of the chances from my notes. Sixty-fourth minute. Some great play by Wednesday. A flurry of chance in the box from a Bannon free kick. Didn't really end mm. up with much, but like you know, great play. It's looking like something's going to come. Um, yeah. 67th minute was fun, was interesting. You know, we, we had, they had a handball down by the kind of right flank, you know, just by mm. the uh, just by the south stand. Uh, Bannon, Bannon took the free kick and looked like he completely scuffed it. He P-rolled it into FDB, oh, yeah. who yes. then deftly flicked out to Bannon. You know, he played, brought it forward, cut it inside, oh, unleashed yeah. a fierce curler wild, oh, first curly oh. shot wide. That was a wonderful hit. And really, at this point, I'm just saying, we deserve more goals at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, that's another one. If Bannon had scored that, we would have been talking about it for years. Like, it was mm. it was really nicely set up. Uh, and he hit it with such a whip. Mm. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, because he, he sort of unfortunately had a pretty poor shot to end one of the that that sort of like goal mouth scrambly thing around around the free kick. Bannon was the last one to have the shot then, wasn't he? I think, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't too far off, but it was a typical sort of Bannon effort. Have you also listed when the Delhi Bashiru sort of similar sort of effort from the edge of the box that was a bit a bit tame? I missed that one in my notes. I'm going to be honest. There's so many chances to look at in this game. So yeah, exactly. Absolutely. They really, really dominated the thing. And then kind of came like a little bit of a spell of some kind of slightly worrying moments, kind of Plymouth. Yeah. But the thing that I really enjoyed was, you know, even even at this stage in the game when typically some of our pacey wide players are typically starting to uh, you know, get a bit exacerbated, losing their breath. Love, yeah. We're still looking great on the counter. And there's a few moments of us going through that, and then there's Lang just surging forward. He was looking fantastic. That's all I've got yeah. from my notes. That brings us to the goal on the 78th minute. And again, another great Mendes line corner, which nothing really happened. Yes. It seemed to evade everyone. Palmer did very well to kind of cycle it back from the corner, took yeah. it, you know, knocked it back to Hutch. And I love when Hutch does this. Sorry, Hunt does this. Apologize, Hunt, Jeff yeah. Hunt. Hunt takes that touch and he kind of uh, lifts his boot up and kind of controls and like rolls it forward underneath his boot. Yes. Yeah. And then swung in the most wonderful cross that he can do. He can do those lovely tees, curled crosses in. They look so great from the angle I have. I'd love to see them, you know, maybe one day I can see Wednesday. But it might not be when Jack hunts, unfortunately. But anyway, swung it over wonderfully. Hutchinson got up, met it so sweetly, powered it down into the ground and into the nets. 3-1. It's a great, a great time to score again. Like you know, games are built on these what you do in those big moments, aren't they? And mm. we we did have that, as you say, there was that little dip in momentum, a bit a dip in. Wasn't necessarily that Plymouth got on top, but we stopped being quite so dominant. Uh, but thankfully, we did. We never stopped being a goal threat, and and just at that key time um probably just before the substitutions are starting to get made for for both teams um oh it's a gorgeous cross yeah it's a gorgeous cross it's uh and hutch it's the sort of run and a header that has everybody kind of looking around to see he was wasn't offside but he was so kind of isolated and on (laughs) in a space of his own uh by the time he gets to the header that you almost think something must have gone wrong and i guess what went wrong was their defensive line um mm. but he yeah he made the most of it it's great header great stuff mm-hmm. um <laughs> so you're sort of thinking oh great so three one well nice that's gonna be us we'll sail home now <laughs> <laughs> jobs are good and <laughs> pass on the back all around <laughs> mm. <laughs> were there any chances before they no, I don't really remember anything else. The last two notes I've really got are just just the last two goals, which unfortunately, yeah. one came along to make us think, oh no, we're not uh, people who should have a two goal lead in this game. It just it just made the last one all the sweeter, Luke. Don't worry, sure. <laughs> but it this was scrappy. This was a week. It was it seemed to just come from nowhere. Mm. Um. Well, they were kind of doing similar things to what, you know, especially in that position that we had in the first half. You know, obviously they're attacking Lepping's Lane, which we had in the first half. So it's their time to do that. And then it it seemed kind of very, it seemed like the player, whoever it is that put the cross in, was very kind of Marvin Johnson-esque. Nice cross in, I must say. 
met it very well with the header. The thing that's yeah. just so heartbreaking about this is that, you know, it so much power on that header for whoever headed it for Plymouth. And I apologize that I'm lapsing yeah. on the names. But frankly, I don't know. We spent a lot of time fawning over how good Plymouth are. So I think yeah. we can, yeah. in previous episodes, so we can take some time to just talk about them like they're anonymous children. The, the other um, thing is, they they did, <laughs> outside of scoring twice, they mm. did nothing. Plymouth oh, were no. terrible today. No, they weren't. But they got two goal. goals. The, the two know. times they looked at our goal, they scored. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, one was a great goal. This one was, I mean, great cross, Graphic. great header, pings it against the post with some real venom. Mm. Bailey Peacock Farrell's already committed. He's gone there. The thing that's heartbreaking is from there, it just dinks directly off him into the yeah. air. And there's there's an a you know encapsulating melee. I think at the time they gave the credit to a Plymouth player for putting it over the line, but I was okay. there pretty concerned that it was a known goal. And okay. people did verify that as such, that it was okay. a, a Marvin Johnson known goal. Marvin Johnson. Trying to get in there to kind of hook it out and do whatever he could. You know, good finish. Good finish from Marvin Johnson to put it in the back of his net. (laughs) But it just, again, just feels like that we can't, we're Sheffield Wednesday, we can't have nice things. We're Sheffield Wednesday, we can't have nice things. We break all our toys. (laughs) (laughs) However, it wasn't going to end up that way, was it? Oh my goodness. The same minute. I, I, I mean, in a, a game of sumptuous moments. <laughs> Can you even recall, was... Rich, who, you know, flash score are telling me that the assist for the goal, for Josh Windass's goal, the fourth for Sheffield Wednesday in this 4-2 game that had six six goals, came from Liam yes. Palmer. Roaming goal threat, Liam Palmer. Even when you think we're just kicking off and knocking it around, Liam Palmer is thinking, goals, goals, goals. <laughs> <laughs> if if it if it was, and I I have no reason not to believe Flash Store. Um, <laughs> if that ball was by Liam Palmer, I mean, absolutely. In the words of uh, that terrible old uh, racist, sexist man, uh, Andy Gray, take a bow, take a bow, my son, take a bow, because it was fantastic. The weight mm. of it. Mm-hmm. To see the run is incredible. To find the run is something else. And then Windass yeah. takes a touch. <laughs> it's not just even in the top drawer. It's in like a secret compartment <laughs> at the back of the top drawer. That touch. <laughs> it's top, top drawer of the top drawer itself. Exactly. The borrowers have got in there and set up another <laughs> drawer system in the top drawer. <laughs> It's the top of the Trump Tower in the borrower's world that exists in the top drawer. Beautiful, beautiful view up there. Beautiful view. You can see all of the all of the bras and panties that you want to see. You can see them up there. <laughs> How did we get here, Luke? How did we get here? Um, no, no. Josh Windus just scores mm. like it is nothing. Mm. What so- goals? Oh yeah, <laughs> I got a few of those. Let's just let's just break this down. Right, Rich. The first Please thing do. the first thing he does, he has the audacity to control it. Just like yes. just like something out of the top tier of English football. You know. Oh. Or maybe maybe the cream of European football. Maybe this is uh this is this is what Lewandowski does on the training ground, possibly. You know I will I, 
this is and people will think this is hyperbole, Luke, oh. because we're high as kites after talking about this wonderful game. But oh. I believe I will stand by this in 20, 30 years' time. It's a first touch as good as Bergkamp's against Argentina. <laughs> Lordy. Isn't it? I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't I don't have both of those things. I can't I can't even get highlights of the first goal on I on iFollow. So you know, one of these is readily available on YouTube. The other one will be forthcoming eventually. Yeah. But if you, if you want to do a video, Rich, I'm where you... to see it back. But in real time, this looked like something, like, just utterly unbelievable. I do want you now, Rich, to, to do a comparison video of the two next year. <laughs> That's maybe one of my favourite goals of all time, that Bergkamp uh, goal against Argentina. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Talk about Josh Windass. Josh Forget Windass. about silly up. That old man, Dennis Burkamp, who played long into his feet. He controls it down. It looked from where I was like this isn't an angle that he could ever have <laughs> no. a root into the corner of the net. <laughs> controls it down, swivels, and it's just so casual. Like he's got his back to the goal initially yeah. when he first controls yeah. it. So, but this is Josh Windass. He knows where the back of the net is. <laughs> He does. literally, literally does that on this occasion. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the other thing with that first touch, by the way, not this is not nothing. That was his first touch in the game. Yes, yeah, I believe he hadn't touched the ball no. since coming on, and I, the first thing he does is take a rocket from the sky and stop it dead. <laughs> and the second thing he does is smash it into the goal. <laughs> Unbelievable. Mm. I mean, in a second, he shows you exactly why we've been missing Josh Windass all season. Mm. <sighs> but he's done this because in, uh, he's done this during this period of his Wednesday career, right? Coming back from, you know, he, yeah, it's been great. He's been doing, I mean, he has had some kind of very pivotal saves in uh, recent Sheffield Wednesday games coming off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. But just having a, like, he's, he's turning into Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at this point. He's a clutch. He's a real clutch player he is turning into a real clutch player yeah what a what a finish that was but yeah to just we you know i mean i'd I'd rather it had not finished three two but if that's all i was given as a sheffield wednesday fan i'd be like fine you know we've come off such a great period uh such a bad period and then a long period without any football to come back and then put plymouth to the sword who looked like they were our ultimate kind of bogey side for this Mm. season so yeah have that up you pilgrims (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah tr- uh, just fun just a fantastic finish and then it was it was pretty sort of plain sailing from then on hmm. um i did enjoy there was a moment when marvin johnson the, the 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 sort of the wing opened up to him very late on and you could just tell like he got about halfway and he's like i'm gonna have to keep running aren't i um, and you could tell there was like just a slight sigh in his, his demeanor as he pushed the ball forward. <laughs> um, what's what's your man that pushes the uh, the rock up the hill? Sisyphus. Can you remember what he's called? Sisyphus. Yeah, his his uh, Sisyphean task of being a winger uh, is to is to stare at those those yards of green in front of him and know that he has to carry the ball down. <laughs> um, and I also loved the. There was a um, 
Actually, I'm going to say, I've said this too. I think it was maybe more. But uh, Jack Hunt playing a gorgeous crossfield ball to Mendes Lang, whose mm. first touch was to sort of like do a almost, I don't know, it's like a cricket shot or something. He did like a sort of little like chip over his man <laughs> and raced in behind him. I loved that. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um and just a lot of fun Delhi Bashiru stuff. Bannon went off injured. I think that's maybe a slight cause for concern, but hopefully it was just a kind of cautionary, uh, preemptive uh, effort. Um, but Delhi Bashiru, I thought he'd run his race, but then suddenly was pulling out all of the tricks and uh, really, uh, yeah, really shone in those last those dying embers as he uh, as he uh, he played around with those midfielders from from Plymouth. We were just waiting for the final whistle. Great stuff. Great stuff. Sort of a horrible defensive performance, but it doesn't matter when you've got all of the ball and you look so dangerous when you've got the ball. <sighs> yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know because I mean, one is one is a really great free kick, and the yeah. other goal is a bit of real slice of luck for Plymouth and a real slice of misfortune I- for us. <clears throat> I did think I, I did see you know that you do the, some of the benefits of go, of being at the match. Sorry to rub it in, Luke, but um, one thing I did like when when Windas scored his goal, <clears throat> Luongo immediately went and spoke to about three or four of the people, the defenders, and he was still telling them off for how they defended that for the Plymouth goal. So he went and told he told Delhi Bashiru to like he needed to be on his man, and he did a very like smash him sort of gesture kind of thing um and he went and talked to jack hunt talked to so i think it was just nice to see his kind of leadership qualities i think bannon leads from the front bannon wants to grab the ball and show you what you should be doing he leads by example um when he talks to people it's generally like shouting people telling him off you could see luongo organizing and telling people where to stand and telling people where to press and uh it's just nice to see those sort of moments and it, it, it's, it shows you why not just the fact he's a great passer of the ball, not just the fact he's a great reader of the game, not just the fact he's, uh, he's a great t- uh, tackler, a last-ditch tackler. It's also that having a, having a picture in your head and, and organising people and telling them, <laughs> telling them where, to, where they need to be, what they need to do. Um, good teams are made up of captains. Not mm. just the guy that wears the armband, and it was uh, it was nice to see from Luongo him sort of filling that role, even though he's not he doesn't carry the armband. So yeah, a fine win, definitely <laughs> so. Yeah, no, absolutely fantastic. Just just what we needed. Maybe we'll maybe unfortunately go and give us some hope to uh, go and do something next game, which might be completely a real flight of fans <laughs> fantasy. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I mean we. <laughs> I don't know. We, we, we're a patchy side. I mean, as well as having bad performances and things that we think we can do a lot better. We do have some games like this where we look, we look really, really good. And this was a great performance all around. So let's just well, in, give a lot of kudos today. I think so. I mean, in the same way, I think when I'm looking at it and saying, obviously we don't, what we can't factor in was, is where are Plymouth in these things? How are how are they fixed in terms of their availability? And was that, a, what we don't know is this, was this just a terrible Plymouth performance and, and that, that sort of elevated our, our, our performance. But what we do, what I know from a Wednesday point of view, looking at that is I think that didn't feel like a magic trick. It felt like all things that we could probably do fairly consistently, like that back three 
is one that works okay. And, and I think actually when we tried to insert Dunkley into it, it worked work. It, it didn't work as well. Hmm. So there's a, a familiarity there and there's a balance there. Um, I think Mendes Lang starts is starting to look like it kind of works on the left. I, I think that's the weak point is those two because they're not defenders either of them. And it was kind of frustrating a few times today even. Johnson seemed to be in situations where you just think, just get rid of the ball. Why are you... Like he met, you know, think moments that just should have stopped and he and they went on longer and sometimes he lost the ball to a Plymouth player or sometimes he ended up mm. giving away a foul or something. And uh, so there's a few frustrating things where he sort of dallies when he just needs to be a bit more decisive. Um, but uh, sorry, I've ended up wondering, that's a kind of slightly negative, but I suppose what I'm saying is those two wing, those two wingbacks, I think, could probably do that against most teams. Mm. We know Jack Hunt can do it week in, week out. Oh, yeah. I think Mendes Lang probably can as well. I hope um, so. Um, I mean, I who else have we got in these roles now? I mean, there's no there's no Cabano anymore. Yeah. Who knows if, if it's going to come on our radar that we need to replace him with somebody else. But I, I mean, <clears throat> in a sense, like, that was the thing that irritated me so much about the Dom House and things. Like, yeah, we know a lot of these players, the players we have as options just aren't particularly <laughs> yeah. great. You know, Marvin Johnson hasn't yeah. really done it there. You know, now obviously we've got a, feels like we have a bigger need for him at the at center back and he's being converted there. Yeah. But also him, him and Palmer kind of getting forward as part of the kind of that, that almost like overlapping center backs mentality is working really well. Yeah. I would say. Um, or, or better than some of our other options, maybe at center back right now, because there's not a great deal else. Yeah. And Jaden Brown has been disappointing. Um, Shadipo hasn't been very good as well. Maybe that's Palmer it. Maybe, got... maybe that you know, <laughs> if we we've, we've got a consistent performer in Jack Hunt on the right, all we yeah. can do is just kind of hope that you know Mendes Lang is on form, or if not, then someone like Shadipo, I think, owes us he owes us some performances. He really does. I know. I don't know what's. I don't know whether that we're going to get. We're going to be able to. Uh cash that check to be honest but um mm. isn't it strange i mean i would say now <laughs> it's debatable between hunt and palmer in terms of right wing back but mm-hmm. possibly palmer is my first choice right wing back he's pro- he's my first choice right sided center back he's my first choice left sided center back he's my first he's probably my first choice for left wing back as well and that is a real testament to Liam Palmer's versatility it also shows that we just we lack great quality options mm. i think we've got some okay options and do a job options i think mendes lang if we could if certainly for games at home or when we're away to a team that we're expecting to kind of take the game to them i think mendes lang looks like a good left-sided option i don't know why that leaves us when we need to defend because those every team will think that's where that's where you go you aim for is is those two you try and single them out you try and isolate them um so yeah it's interesting but i, I think i keep saying so <laughs> uh but i'm not talking about Scylla. Uh, hmm. The re- he's that's the real surprise, isn't it? We've not seen him given that opportunity, no. and if he can replicate that sort of performance, I think he feels like maybe maybe my favourite choice to go alongside Gregory. Is that crazy? It is because it's one game. 
But I, I, I know, kind of, but I kind like, of know though. This, I know. If you can well, do that again, I, that's this is, what I want to happen round Gregory. This is the interesting thing. I mean, like, it's great to have a game where you win, so you're not instantly ruining. Well, Sheffield Wednesday in general, but also ruining the fact that like there's so many players who we're missing who are out injured. Yeah, like, that is that is huge for a Wednesday fan to be in this position situation right now. So Windass is probably sorry. I should just say yeah, Windass is probably my favourite choice. Yeah, for doing what So's doing. So it's it's nice to have Windass as this impact sub right now. It is because he's doing it. He's doing really well. What you know, he comes on. It's just, it's incredible. There's that. I mean, outside of that. One thing we didn't talk about in the the kind of any of our kind of coverage um, news from the past few weeks is the stuff about Canberry, which is very interesting. So it looks oh, yeah. like Canberry's been carrying a knock and he wanted to yes. address that and apparently he's actually paid for his own kind of surgery. I've heard, yeah. He's but he's, he, I think he's back in the fold now, isn't he? Is, I think he's back. Is he back from Switzerland now? Or is that... He is, I... yeah. But I think he's still kind of getting back up and running, I'll be honest yeah. with you. So I think that's what they were saying in, um, you know, as much as my criticism of Dom Housen, I really enjoy reading his <laughs> uh, post-match transcripts, chatting with uh, with Darren Moore. I think that's did you, some of the best stuff. Just on... Oh, yeah, sorry. Just on Canberry, did you mm. see apologies to the poster from Al's talk? I I don't uh, I haven't noted your name. I'm very sorry about this. But um, <laughs> there was a thread saying that when Canberry plays, we never lose. And mm. there's only one game that Canberry has played in that we've lost, and he didn't start that game. So every time Canberry has started, we've uh, we've never lost a game that Canberry has started. Interesting. Which Some, just kind of points to that thing. We yeah. we had an episode called There's Something About Canberry, and it does point to there's something useful about him. So I guess that's a tricky thing for South. Something <laughs> something that we can't put our finger on, really. Mm. Um, but yeah, he looks like they said he's still not kind of fit. Yeah. Um, Moore is also saying that he doesn't think he's going to add to the squad before Oxford. We'll see next week. Okay. He said, I've been told players available from January 28th and 20th 9th if we're willing to wait. He's like saying he wants to work we now. Always, we always leave it to the very last second, don't we? Well, we do, but I mean, everybody does, right? This is just a I know, some I know, great but... kind of festive culture of brinksmanship. I'm always amazed if we do anything outside of the last it's, second. It's this. the 31 days of Christmas in January <laughs> where there are no presents. Yeah. I would prefer more of a, a Hanukkah-esque transfer window <laughs> with eight present nights. I know yeah. nothing about Hanukkah outside of the Adam Sandler song, I must say. <laughs> Full so, Rich, I think we're going to have... Like, I think this is a really difficult conversation to have, right? By that, it's the most difficult thing to say, which is, Rich, I, I feel like me and you are going to have different answers to this. Who would you have Ooh. as your man of the match? For this game, oh, MOTM. Uh, so many good, so many good options. I think, I think probably I would go Mendes Lang. Nice, I think... thank you. That's my choice as well. But oh, it, it feels oh, like a difficult choice because <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of great performers today. I mean, yeah, it's great to see Sal also, yeah, in the mix and scoring and having yeah, a good yeah. game and looking part of the options. You know, Bannon played very well. Uh, Massimo Luongo was fantastic. He was great. And so was Jack Hunt Palmer, as well. I loved... I mean, Palmer was so good today as well. Mm-hmm. Particularly second half. 
when when heads started to dip a little bit, Palmer just found another gear that just kind of carried us through uh, to an extent. Hunt was really good. It's hard after the second half. I don't. I think Peacock Farrell, unfortunately, didn't cover himself in glory in the second half. First half, I thought he looked so. He picked out some apps. Everybody was playing just world worldy passes over the top. Yeah. <laughs> and, and but Peacock Farrell hit a couple. He hit one gorgeous one that dropped in for. Uh, Gregory that he couldn't quite turn into something. He put he played a beautiful one for uh, Hunt as well that uh, Hunt had to sort of scramble to keep in, but it put him in a fine fine position as well. Mm. But um, yeah, I think I think you've got to go Mendes. Like I think he he just carried that threat all game, and that's what mm. you want from from a from a winger. Really, you want the the that uh, the right wing back for Plymouth and the right side of centre back will won't have many games tougher than they had today. I think he just gave them a torrid time. Aided and abetted by Johnson being good and a threat and positioning himself well. Aided and abetted by So doing the same. But just so many... It's just lovely seeing somebody carry a ball forward like he does. We've had so few of those in recent years. We, mm-hmm. We've never... We've done... The dribblers that we've had have been few and far between. It is just nice seeing somebody eat up the ground and drop a shoulder and yeah, he just nice to see. Now, I hope we, I hope it's the, I hope that's kind of his his arrival as a Wednesday player because I, I don't really doubt that he's on his day. He's head and shoulders above this division. You know, he's 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 more than good enough for this level. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not alone in our squad in being able to say that. So when a couple of them have a day, then it's it's hard for teams to keep up with us. Uh, but if yeah, if we can get more of those to perform consistently, then that's that's what it's all about, really. For mm. for big Daz, yeah, mm-hmm. a treat, a rare treat, a rare treat indeed. <laughs> um, I don't think there's too, a huge amount more to add. No, I think that covers it. We've got we've we've got Oxford up next, part of the uh, the Oxbridge Mafia. Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say as well. And then I mean, it's interesting with like all the postponed games, like the nature that we can't seemingly get any of in in like very soon. So it's like no, we've only got February two... where those two have been pushed back to, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's basically been there's basically been four games. There'll be four games in January. I say there'll be four games. Yeah. I mean, touch wood, you know, something else could be postponed. That could happen. But it's a pretty scant month, really, for football. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah January. But we're going to have a busy February. I think we're Saturday, Tuesday, most of February now. February has, according to my calculations, eight games. Wow. So we've just doubled it, basically. And, and then... I don't know if you know this about February, Luke, but that's a short month. <laughs> it is. It is. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me, sorry. Uh little guy, real little guy. It's no Mendes Lang is uh, February. That's very true. Who's that little aggro prick for Plymouth? He's my villain of the day. <laughs> Which the little guy that came that? on near the end. <laughs> See number seven. He scored against us. He scored the third one against us. I think like, at their place. Is it Broom? You're thinking of Ryan Broom? Is it Broom? Yeah, I think it is Broom. He absolutely smashed Peacock Farrell at the end and just somehow didn't get a yellow for it. Mm. Douchebag. Anyway, lovely to beat them. Lovely to put that to bed. <clears throat> um, yeah, well, I think I think we should wrap things up. I think uh, wish you all the best for the for the week ahead, Luke. I hope you managed to get your your uh, your body clock in sync with the uh, the actual clock. 
Me too. And... Me too. I'm going to go off a nap after this, I'll be honest. Uh, well, best of luck with that. It's no fun at all. Um, and uh, look after yourself, folks at home, and we'll uh, we'll talk again next week. Cheerio. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.